Today's episode of the Poncho Section is brought to you by Vowels. A-E-I-O-N-U. Our sheet here says that Y has not been paying his membership fees, and as a result, will not be participating in this ad. Vowels. Seriously? Who keeps getting us these ridiculous sponsors? Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Poncho Section. On today's episode, we are essentially going to be talking about different live events. These could be concerts, or musicals, or plays, so please, enjoy. Alright, we are here in the midst of the end of the world as it rains <laughs> for 40 days and 40 nights here in New York. Indeed. It's pretty terrible out there. It's, it's rough. And not a good time to go to live events, even though that's what we're talking about. This is like the time that you just want to stay inside, yeah. maybe watch a good movie. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So. Get that, that Netflix up, that Hulu. Yeah, so it's kind of funny that today we'd be talking about different live things that we actually want to get up and go <laughs> to see, even yeah. though that's the last thing we want to do right now. But we're still going to talk about it regardless Yeah. and uh, go over some stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we were talking before just the different... I mean, the different things that I've gone to lately, I've seen more more musicals and mm-hmm. plays and that sort of thing, and not as much live concerts. Okay. And for, for whatever reason, it's just what I've Do you remember to. the last concert or... Oh, well, you know what? The last concert and then the last... Uh, you were saying musical, so which last of each? Okay, so the last... Actually, I shouldn't say it, The last concert I went to, uh, I saw Andrew Bird. Do you know who he is? Mm-mm. He's, um, he's a violinist... Um, guitar player but he's uh um i guess like indie rock musician okay but i saw him he did a show at carnegie hall but it was uh it was kind of it was him with his band and it was also he had brought out some guests and it was kind of interesting it was it's really its own thing so i guess that was the last real concert i went to it was great it it was like two hours long and it was a lot of fun cool and just yeah really well done but i wouldn't that was different because when i'm when i'm sitting especially you're in a place like carnegie hall Mm -hmm. carnegie hall is beautiful and you're sitting, and it's very—it's just very nice. There's ushers that give you. <laughs> you even got a playbill. Okay. For, so it doesn't. That to me wasn't. That was more like going to a play almost. All right. Because, sure. Yeah. Because I felt because that was like the atmosphere of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was like I was sitting, and yeah, it was different. But the last actual concert I went to, I really can't really think of it. It's been a long time. All right. It's been a long time since I've been to uh, probably over the summer maybe. I know you go. You you tell the, me, the, and maybe I'll think of it. The last concert I was at was the Bruce Springsteen concert. Okay, when yeah. he played at the Meadowlands. Is it Meadowlands still? No, MetLife, right? You yes, call it MetLife. unfortunately, it is yeah. MetLife Stadium. Used to be the Great Giant Stadium, or <laughs> Giant Stadium is now a parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, I saw it was when Bruce was doing those uh, series of concerts that each night he broke a new record. Yeah. And so one of those nights I was at, it, he did something around like four hours, yeah. which was one of the records, which is insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. I'm not a huge Bruce fan, right. but Britney is, and I was like, cool, let's go. And it was pretty cool. Not going to lie. they I see, the, I see what people get out of it, Yeah. although I don't like really the songs that much but mm-hmm. it's just like everybody was like going nuts he he really and it's incredible he's in his late 60s yeah i think well if, if nothing else you have to 
you have to appreciate the live performance. Absolutely. And as a performer and being able to perform for so long yeah, at that age. That's insane. That his ability to, to be up there and perform is truly crazy. And again, it's that it's that vibe that you get from being at a live event that you miss out when you're just doing when you're at home or, or watching something on TV or listening to music uh, mm-hmm. through headphones or whatever. It's it's the atmosphere. It's it's the camaraderie between all the other people, and it just makes it a much more fun experience. Yeah, and now it just popped to my head the last show I went to. Okay. It was a small. It was a small venue. Um, it was at um, Arlene's Grocery cool. down on the, right. the Lower East Side, and it was the Bush Hicks. Oh, okay. Shout out to the Bush Hicks. I still uh, like to fr- see them. Our good friend uh, Jessica Bogwitz and her band. They were fantastic, and that was a lot of fun. And that was a good venue, too, because they have the bar upstairs, mm-hmm. and then you go down for the show. And it's standing, but you know it wasn't too, it wasn't too crazy. It was a good crowd. Excellent. It was a good amount of people, and I like that. Because I don't really like going to shows as much anymore mm-hmm. where it's so tightly packed. All right. Unless it's someone I really want to see and, and I'm up close. I actually like being up close. Mm-hmm. Which some people, I go with some people now and they're like, I want to stand back and be cool and be in the back. I don't like that. <laughs> Especially at uh, at like some place like Terminal 5. Okay, sure. I don't know if you know Terminal 5 yeah, yeah. too well. I've, I've been there. I don't know if the listeners know Terminal 5 too well, but it, it's kind of set up like, I, I, I see it as like a giant bowling alley because it's so long and you're so far, oh. and you're so far back. That's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't like, it's also, there's, there's no trains near it. I don't really like. Yeah. It's not that. a great location. It's not my favorite venue. Yeah. But that, that show was a lot of fun. And I do like a small venue like that. Much like, I like, uh, I don't know if you've been to the Bowery Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's a great venue too. Definitely. I like those types. Yeah, it's uh, fun. I remember back in in Oneonta for mm-hmm. it was the I think it was freshman year, so it was the first O Fest where they had Almost Queen yeah. come perform. I was right up against I don't know, but what did, uh, the barricade, if you will, mm-hmm. as close as you can get before I hop over and st- get on the stage. Mm-hmm. And it was just I think it personally it made it like so much better just yeah. being right up there close. You see the guys on stage; they're performing, they're being awesome. Mm-hmm. It's good times. Oh yeah, I, I love that kind of. Well, I love outdoor um, venues. A lot yeah. of fun. It's it's. Well, I feel confined when I'm inside. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're outside, there's just a lot more. Especially on like a nice night or yeah. a nice day, it's just it's a lot nicer. And that's not to say I like festivals. Although I haven't actually, I haven't been to like a real festival in, mm-hmm. in many years, so I don't know. But the idea of a, I'd rather see a band for a longer period of time, like someone I really like, mm-hmm. see them form like a full set, like for their for their fans rather than sure. like little snippets here and there. All right. I worked uh, a small festival a few years back, not like necessarily part of the festival, but I was working at a radio station and they had a booth set mm-hmm. up there so that we can hand out like free stuff and, and this and that. And it was a small little festival out, out east on the island. Mm-hmm. And the biggest act they had was war okay war Why? they do like lowrider and oh yeah okay yeah cool. but it was like i mean cool it was like one <laughs> there was only like one remaining guy from the oh, original no. band it was one of those kind of things that's always sad they were still good though don't yeah. get me wrong yeah I, I dug it it was uh it was pretty good and that that was i guess the closest i've ever gotten to one of those kind of festival kind of settings, but yeah. those are blowing up. 
They're they're everywhere now. Yeah. Well, they've now they have two in New York because they, they had Governor's Ball that's mm-hmm. been going on for years. Now they have the Panorama Fest as well, which is in the same place like a month later. Oh, really? I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, they're both on Randall's Island, and Panorama is the same people who run Coachella out in okay, California. Yeah. I think it's kind of sad because Governor's Ball was like the New York thing. Yeah. And then Panorama comes around and they do like they kind of like one up it a little bit. All right. And. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. I, I haven't been to either one, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, I want to say there's the other ones that I know of. Obviously, you have, uh, like, I don't, is Lollapalooza still doing things? Oh, yeah, Lollapalooza, sure. There's, I believe it's called Firefly. Firefly, yep, in Delaware. Delaware, yep. Yeah. Um, there's uh, the South by Southwest. There's yeah. North yes. by Northwest, which I believe is in Canada. Yeah. Well, the, the, <laughs> the, I don't know why that's funny. But, um, it's Canada. Yeah. Well, also because of the movie. I don't know. It's just funny. But um, Austin, well, South by Southwest is in Austin, right? And they also yeah. have Austin City Limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to go to the Austin festivals because... That would probably be cool. I feel like that's a real like festival place. Yeah, and definitely. Then, then there's also Bonnaroo, which is in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we could go through all that. But, but yeah, uh, that's those are definitely cool events. And I think lumped into like live kind of events would also be sporting events. Yeah. And those are always, I think those are always great. Well, I go to two uh, New York Giants games a year. Mm-hmm. So I know what that's like, and I know what those crowds are like. You know, it's interesting when, you, when you're when you someone who goes to different live events and, you know, in music mm-hmm. or, or like Broadway, and then you go to sports, when you have those, it, to see the different types of people that are there and the type you know just the way i guess fans are yeah you know you go to when i go to like when i go to a giants game the fans are a little more they're uh boisterous okay yeah (laughs) um yeah well any football game really Mm -hmm. i mean you can be loud and you know people are drinking beer like beer and football go together you know whereas you go to a Broadway show and you see someone drinking beer, which you can. It's it's like different. You feel like you should be drinking wine. Wine right? or something, yeah. Yeah. And the people there are, you know, they're classier. Mm-hmm. They're probably how I mean, I shouldn't say they should have more money because cuz uh NFL games are really expensive now. Yeah, that's so true. So I don't so I wouldn't I shouldn't say that. I think it's just <laughs> it's got a different aura about it. Although it, although it's changing a little bit because it used to be that you would dress up Mm-hmm. To go to like to go to a Broadway show now you really don't have to right you just have to show up in clothing clothing you know don't don't show up in like <laughs> cut off jean shorts maybe right That's, so so it had it has shifted a bit what's funny is if you, if you think about it compared to like a sporting event mm-hmm. with one of these like theaters or uh, a concert. Yeah. Everybody's there rooting for the for the same person, if you will, oh, yeah. for the same team, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You're you're rooting for the the people on stage or whatever. You're rooting for the band that's playing. When you're at a, a sporting event, it's kind of different, and the 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 atmosphere of of the audience yeah. could be like a bit rambunctious in that. The person you're sitting next to could be the person who you're. You both are rooting for the opposite team or whatever. Well, at a, at a show, no one's gonna boo anybody. Right. Like they don't. They don't like <laughs> do the curtain call and then yeah. like the first person comes out and they get applause and the next one's like boo. We didn't. You you weren't good tonight. Like right. that doesn't happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, you go to like you go to a game and you can boo anybody. Yeah. You can shout whatever you want. I always yeah. I always like the little banter that you ha- you get at a sporting game. 
especially with with the other team. Like if you if you can find like the right group of people that to go to a game with, it, yeah. it could always be fun. Yeah. Even if you're like you're you're throwing jabs back and forth between the other team, but everybody knows it's it's for fun. Especially if you're like tailgating. Some people great. people should. Some people don't. Yes, but yeah, most people. Yeah, I, think, I think we've all been to the game where there's one person who's taking it a little too seriously, yeah, and they're just ruining it for everybody else. And it's like, just calm down, have a hot dog, yeah, <laughs> have a beer, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just chill, play some cornhole, take a timeout. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it's it's just different. I'm just thinking about that now, like the different types and even different types of sporting events too, because mm-hmm. I go to, I mean, I, I guess it's probably similar if you go to a golf, if you go to a golf tournament, um, which I've never been to. I don't hmm. know if you've ever been to no. a golf tournament, but I actually, I go to tennis matches. Okay. And this year or last year rather, uh, I actually, I took a day and I went to the U S open mm-hmm. by myself and I just like went and just got a grounds pass and just hung out and was, you know, just going and sitting in on matches. And it was really nice because the, fa- the fans there, they come because tennis is something that is known all over the world. Fans mm-hmm. come from all over the world. And it is also, I would say, another sport that is, you know, it's a little more, it's an expensive sport to play. So the fans kind of go along with that. Yeah. So they're, you know, wealthier fan base. And just going around and, you know, while you're watching, um, you have to be quiet. You clap yeah, after the point is over. <laughs> You can't really, I mean, people do shout things sometimes, but it's very, it's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going years ago and someone shouted at one of the players who was like a very attractive guy. She, she shouted like, have my babies. And then he like <laughs> shouted back. He's like, that's not possible. And that, that, yeah. And <laughs> so like little, little things like that, yeah. but it's kind of like out, out of the ordinary for tennis, mm-hmm. but, but even like going there and I was just walking around and, and I was talking to some people and I, I started talking to this one family and it was just like a nice family who brought their kids and it, mm-hmm. it was it was very different. If I had seen them in a football setting, it probably you wouldn't bring like your mom and like grandma, like your grandma was with them. Like I don't yeah. think grandma's coming to mm-hmm. the to the game. Maybe she is, maybe she's really cool, but I don't I rarely see grandmas <laughs> at a Giants game. Whereas you can bring that That'd be badass. That's what we gotta bring more grandmas to Giants games. That's yeah, it. I think that's the general message here. Is bring, yeah. <laughs> bring, bring your grandma. Why haven't you brought your grandma? Um. <laughs> it's funny because, uh, or, or interesting, how there's some some events I think need to be live that aren't yeah. necessarily that could be both either live events. So yeah. baseball, for instance, I know some people love baseball. Some people love watching baseball at home. Yeah. I'm one of those people that I'm going to fall asleep if I watch yeah, it at home. I can't watch it at home. But when I'm at the game, I think it's great. It's, I love it's, going to games. It, that, it's, it's t- changes the dynamic. It's interacting with all the other fans. Yeah. It's having a great time. And then I'm thinking like there's every so often when I'm at the movies, I'll sometimes see like a preview where they're going to show like it's like a one or two night event where they're going to show a Broadway kind of show in the theater. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's thinking like there would be something lost in that too yeah i feel like that would be something you would have to go into a broadway theater see the live actors and i don't think it would translate as well as being a movie kind of event yeah i agree and i think that's actually a good point with going to live events like the difference between watching it on tv Mm -hmm. per se and or in the case of music listening to someone and and actually going to see them and the difference but i think there are certain sports, and I think baseball is definitely, I mean, for you and me, it's definitely one of them, where going to it live is a completely different experience. Absolutely. Because watching it on TV is 
pretty boring. <laughs> and I think, I think for a long time, and maybe it's not the case so much anymore, but hockey, mm -hmm. I thought was always the best live sport because on TV, I always had trouble watching it. Okay. Because it, it was just, it was hard to follow the puck. Now with HDTV though, it's definitely a lot cleaner mm -hmm. and it, it's actually not too bad to watch, but still you, you still have the camera following the puck yeah. back and forth. Whereas you go, you go to, you're actually there and you're watching it live and you can see everything and it's fast paced and it's really nice. Now I go to a lot of football games and I love it. Yeah. However, I sit in the upper deck mm -hmm. Yeah. and sometimes something happens and then we don't know, like we don't have an announcer. We don't have Joe yeah. Buck telling us, well, so-and-so got <laughs> injured or, you know, did this and they don't like, they don't show it on the screen mm -hmm. usually. So you're actually better off if you're watching it at home than if you're in the stadium. Cause you're, especially where, where right. I am. It's like, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, there's definitely pluses and minuses. Like, you, you're missing out on the color commentary where it, it might be a little beneficial yeah. to, to helping out, figure out what's going on on the field. Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what your experience is um, um, with that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like for the most part, typically whenever I'm in one of those moments at, at a sporting game. Sporting game. It's sporting a ball. Sporting, sports ball. When I, when I go see Barry Bonds went to the game he plays. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I'm at, like, a sporting event, I typically find that if there's a situation where it's like, oh, wait, what exactly happened? There's usually, I would say, enough people around you that they're all, we're all talking, trying to figure out, oh, what happened? Oh, yeah, he was, he was yeah. out of bounds there. He definitely didn't catch that in bounds or uh, the, the ref's doing this or that. So I feel like there's that's that there's ways to play off of the, neg the negative parts of not having that, like, color commentary. But I, I don't know. I, I always like it. For some reason, whenever I go to a game, there's always somebody getting into a fight, though. Yeah. Well, not, that... I, not, no, not anybody that I know, but, like, somebody, like, is two rows down. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, well, I yeah, the last few times I've been to games, and and I love going, but um, football games, mm -hmm. they there's always something that happens that kind of irks me. Where like like the last time I forget who it was, someone got hurt. Um, it was it was against the Redskins, and someone got hurt on the Redskins, mm -hmm. and then you know we're waiting, but he's clearly he's down, he's hurt, and they have to get they have to cart him off the field. He's clearly hurt, and people behind me are like, oh my god, hurry up already, hurry up. And then, hey. and they're, they're getting restless and they're making fun of a guy who's wearing a Redskins hat, but like not in like a joking way. Like mm -hmm. they just, it, it's, it seemed more like devious. Yeah. And that kind of was like, what, like, what's the point of that? Yeah. Like at least be fun about it. You know, it's fun to make, like to poke fun in like a friendly mm -hmm. way at the game, but like, don't, don't be an asshole. Yeah. That's the, that's one unfortunate thing about the, the live kind of atmosphere that I have noticed about football specifically. Yeah. Um, typically when, once the game has started and once you're in the place, cause some people just take it too far. Some people get vicious. Yeah. I was telling you uh, the other day when, that I was, I went up to Buffalo a few years back to visit my brother and we went to a Buffalo Jets game mm -hmm. and the Bills fans were vicious. Yeah. There was, they, they like when we were out in the, the parking lot having tailgating and everything, they were fine. Those are the guys that we found that we were just throwing jabs back and forth, but we're yeah. having a good time. We ended up sharing burgers back and forth, like, "Hey, yeah. what are you making? Oh, I'm making this." Uh, but then we got get in, and there's like a few people that just take it way too far, like stealing people's hats and this yeah. and that. And it's like, calm down. That's why I won't go to Philly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely the case with with 
with football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go more into um, some music stuff. Yeah. Because I'm always... Music for me, uh, there's a lot of times where I go to a show and, or if I go to show, if someone invites me somewhere, <laughs> like if my girlfriend wants to go see someone, uh, a lot of times I won't listen to their music beforehand because I want to see like, maybe the live show will be like what gets me into it. Okay. Because a lot of times if I put something on, I'm like, oh, this isn't, you know, this is okay. But then I see them live. I'm like, oh, they're actually really good. Sure. Or it could be the opposite, mm-hmm. you know, be like, oh, these guys are terrible. Oh, and this is even worse. You know? Like, yeah. That's um, interesting. So I'm curious if you've ever had an experience, like a, an experience where you're like, wow, this is this is a band that's like meant to be live. I mean, we talked about Springsteen, but so I think mm-hmm. that that kind of, I think that's a good example right. of someone that you don't particularly love, but you respect their live show and have a, can have a good time mm-hmm. with their live show. But have you ever had an experience where you like fall in love with a band or something just from like their live performance? Or sure. Something? Huh. Um, off the top of my head, um, I'm ha- having a rough time thinking off the top of my head. Although, I guess the, what would pop in my head would be this guy Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles. Yeah. I've, t- I've definitely talked about him on the, on the show. Yeah. And I've seen him live, and I honestly think that's the best way to see him. Although he has. His music out on Spotify, just not with the, the Funk Apostles. Mm-hmm. His music that's out on Spotify is more like gospel kind of mm-hmm. uh, keyboard-esque stuff. So when he's performs with the Funk Apostles, it's like funk, soul, and like it's it's awesome. And each yeah. show is like slightly different because it's yeah. they it, a lot of it is like improv improvising uh, instrumental parts. Yeah. So it can it can definitely take you into like other places that you're like, oh man. They definitely didn't do this last time at the last show, but this is awesome. Yeah. Those, yeah, that I would say has happened. I've also had the opposite where I love a band and I love their album and then I've seen them live and I was like, well, these guys are definitely not a live band. Yeah. And I was very disappointed. There's one band called Caspian. Yeah. And I love them. I think they're they're really cool. They have some really great stuff. It's like post-rock kind of instrumental stuff. It's really interesting, and it just, I think just due to the genre of music that it is, it has, and and also due to, like, what the elements of a live show are, it's, it's kind of hard to, unless you're, like, a huge act, mm-hmm. to make sure that every single instrument is heard really well. Yeah. So, sometimes it can sound muddy, especially yeah. in that type of music, and that's kind of how it played off in that show, so I was a little bummed out. Yeah, well, it could also be the venue, too. Yes. Because I've seen bands at different venues mm-hmm. where one was, like, significantly better. Yeah. Just because of the particular venue and, like, the sound quality and everything. And that that makes a huge difference. Also, the crowd. Like, oh, yeah. I find that if crowds are into it, like, that there's, like, an energy mm-hmm. that once that's there, it just it enhances the quality so much. Yeah. Where Whereas if that's not present, like... It, the show could totally suck. Have have you had a situation like that where you've instantly just like, oh man, this guy, these guys are great. I'm gonna go yeah. look them up or whatever. Yeah, I had that when I was, I think I was 16. I saw this band, and I don't think they're around anymore because it was, it was when I was like into the more like emo type of music. Okay. But it was the band Straylight Run, and I saw them. They were actually a headliner for a band I was seeing. But I didn't really, I knew one song by them. I had heard, like, I'd seen the music video, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know much. And they, like, I just remember that night really well, and just they blew me away. Only, it was at Irving Plaza. Okay. And the crowd was super into it. The crowd was, like, singing along. 
and they had different they had like a cellist they had um they this like um different two different lead singers and it was just not what i had expected okay from that show and it just was really and i could tell that they really appreciated the crowd and that they were very connected like they didn't I've been to a lot of shows and bands I really like that seem very disconnected from the crowd where it's just, they almost seem like they're just, put, they're just, it's like another date on their mm-hmm. tour. So they don't, they don't introduce themselves or they don't say much. And maybe it's because they just don't like to talk to crowds. Yeah. They're not comfortable with it. But I do think it it's important because you do feel there's definitely a better connection there when you do have that. It doesn't even have to be banter yeah. with the crowd, but just to have some, just to show your like appreciation and, and talk about what's going on and kind of keep it a little looser. Yeah. You know? So that was an experience for me. And then I saw them again, actually, years later mm-hmm. um, in Oneonta, believe it or not. Oh, it really? Yeah. And it was upstairs. It was in our ballroom, hunt ballroom. Okay. Which was okay, but it wasn't like the place wasn't filled. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was still fun, but I just remember feeling kind of like I had a good time, but I was remembering this other show so much mm-hmm. that I was kind of disappointed. And not by the performance. The performance was really good, but just didn't have that same feel yeah. that I had gotten. So it was kind of, it was a little bit of a letdown. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I would say that that was like a yeah. good good example. It's funny that you mentioned the, the audience like interaction that the band would have, because mm-hmm. that made me think of Pitch Black Brass Band. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you were at, yeah, you might've been at the show. I know Andrew dragged us to that show because he knew a bunch of the people in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this was, oh man, somewhere in Brooklyn, the place I don't think is is open anymore. Uh, But I remember seeing them and they knew, they can control an audience. Like they had that power where they lifted their hands, that audience would speak. Or whatever they that just was in, that was Spike Hill. Spike Hill, yes. It's not there anymore. No, I think they closed down. That's sad. That was yeah. I was there, and that was and that's another. Sh- I remember loving that show. That was great. That was an amazing. That show. was a really great show. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was a, another example of like not knowing really what to expect and mm-hmm. just coming away like a hip hop brass band. Hell yeah, that's what awesome. A, what an awesome concept, right? Yeah. No, it, that, <laughs> no, I remember that really well actually, and that, that was a fun night. Definitely. Otherwise, too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's very true though. A live performance can really, and it's also for me, it's always unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't expect to rave about something that I see. Cause a lot of times I'll go to a bar, I'll go somewhere and there'll be a band on and be like, Oh damn it. Like now we can't talk. Okay. You know? yeah. <laughs> so to, to actually be impressed by a band. And that happens sometimes when I'm at bars too, where I'm, where I say that and then I actually see the band, I'm like, Oh, they're actually really good. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I need to start going to more shows. I think Same. that's I think that's what I'm getting from all this because I've been going to these like I'm talking about Carnegie Hall and like these yeah. places these like sit down, which I really like too. Maybe it just shows that I'm getting old, but like I like actually having a seat <laughs> and like having someone like here's yeah. your seat. Like can I get you any like I like that. All right. Well, know. we're gonna we'll have to plan a bunch of uh, Rockwood visits. Yeah, yeah. To see see a bunch of shows. Do you happen to remember your like the first live kind of event you went to, whether it's a sporting event, whether it's I don't know a musical, a, a concert, yeah, something like that. Well, I have I have a few memories, but they're very they're very um they're a little fuzzy. I would say the first probably the first uh, first um, live music I ever saw, although I don't remember it, was Davy Jones. And this is really, oh my god, this is seriously, really, this is really sad. This is really sad because. <laughs> I mean, it's sad because he passed away, but it's also sad. I was, I think I was like five years old 
and it was Fourth of July fireworks. Oh, at the at the high school, like on the and not my like the other high school in my town. Mm-hmm. And I remember I like have vaguely remember sitting there, but Davy Jones was the like performer for the oh. fire for like local fireworks, and that's yeah. Was Marsha Brady there? <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah. So that was I don't remember that too well. But <laughs> as far as as far as a sporting event, I went to a Nets game. I think when I was five, and that was and I got to and actually I got to go on the court. Oh, really? Yeah, weirdly enough. And I wish I remembered that more than I did, mm-hmm. and I wish I appreciated it more at the time because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I had no concept of this. Um, but it was one of my my dad's clients or something, mm-hmm. and it was a surprise. Like, hey, you guys want to come down the court? So that was cool. But again, like, I didn't have the appreciation really for that. Yeah, and also it was at Continental Airlines Arena, like, and that now it's the Izod Center and Disney, oh, okay, and it just has like Disney on Ice. Yeah. Um, but the the one that I probably that means the most, right? And this is probably why I'm I'm a Yankees fan is because. I was six, went to my first Yankees game, and I just remember like walking out and seeing the old Yankee Stadium for the first time. Oh, yeah. And Andy Pettit was pitching, and I remember mm-hmm. the score of the game. Like I remember these things. So the fact that I remember all those little details kind of shows that I think it actually meant more than like all that other stuff. All right. So to me, I would say that my first Yankees game where they won, excellent the score was four to two, <laughs> and Andy Pettit was pitching against the Seattle Mariners. All yeah. right. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How about yourself? The the first live event that I I remember, or at least that I can can remember, was seeing Power Rangers on Ice. Nice. Which my grandmother always a good time. Yeah. My grandmother somehow won like a contest that got us these tickets. Like it was, she either like wrote into a radio station or signed up for some sort of thing, and she, so she won the contest, and we got to go get tickets to go see them perform. Uh, on ice and I was probably five at the time and in addition to getting to go uh, see the them on ice we got backstage passes so that we got to meet the Power Rangers before the show started oh nice yep and so that was cool but I I don't know why this sticks out in my memory or I, I was a very strange child it didn't I didn't change too much from that still pretty strange but for some reason, and I don't remember like verbatim what I said, but it was something on the lines where I, I just went to my parents and I was like, I know these aren't the real Power Rangers, right? Mm. The real ones, those are the guys that are on TV. Yeah. I still believe they were real. <laughs> yeah. I just knew that these weren't the ones on TV. And I guess the other families won, won these tickets too. And I, they were a little younger than I was if I was five, so maybe they were four. But I'm like, don't worry, I'm not going to say anything. And I just remembered, I think what makes this one event really stick out in my mind is that this might have been the first time that like the concept of depth came into play Mm -hmm. because I got to meet them backstage. They're regular sized people, but then we're up in like the, the seats and watching them perform on ice, but they're smaller. Yeah. So, like, I think in my head, that was, like, the first time I ever, like, had, like, a, what the? Yeah. Like, what kind of, like, what am I seeing? Like, they were just normal size in the back room. Why are they smaller out on yeah. stage? I think that was the first time that ever happened to me. So, that's why I think that that event really sticks out in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Power Rangers. Well, that's, that's, a fun thing, <laughs> that's a fun thing to discover. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, depth perception. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to those those, those on ice, like yeah. Disney on ice, Disney stuff. on ice, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I did some of that, but like I don't I don't remember it too well. Yeah. Growing up, I actually went to a lot of Broadway shows, musicals. My oh, cool. parents are big theater buffs, so the first Broadway show I went to was. Which is so weird. The first Broadway show I went to was The Lion King on Broadway. Oh, I saw that too. I was seven. Okay. And it's still on. Yeah. And it's the one that's still on. And like every things I've seen over the years have like come and gone and everything. But The Lion King has stayed strong. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's because people, you know, it's for all ages. People come from all over the world and it's great. I mean, I, re- oh, yeah. I remember it being amazing. I'm sure it's still great. But yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I've, because like I said, I go to Broadway shows and mm-hmm. I have... More recently, I hadn't for a while, but I saw Matilda right before it closed. Oh, and that, I wanted to see that. That was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, went with my girlfriend, and we had a great time. Nice. Um, and it was, it's like, again, it's like family friendly, but has jokes for the adults. Like, mm-hmm. It was kind of one of those, it just like, yeah, it was fun. Like, you couldn't hate it. Like, yeah. you, just, you, had, you had a good time. The songs were good and catchy and All right. whatnot. But what I saw just last week, which... When this comes out, just last month, um, <laughs> I saw Oh Hello, the um, John oh, Mulaney Nick Kroll how play, was that? which was awesome. Really, I do want to tell tell one little th- one little story about that. Okay. It was, I mean, it was I was laughing the whole time, mm-hmm. which was great, but also terrible because I had to pee the entire time. Oh no! And there's no intermission, and it was an hour and a half. Oh no! So <laughs> I was sitting there laughing, and as you know, laughing doesn't help. No, it definitely doesn't. Pee. So it was a real test. I it was a real test to my bladder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so the show—I don't know if you know like what the whole thing is. It's, yeah, it's more. It's like a fake play within a play. Mm-hmm. It's those characters they do. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. It's really funny. Yeah, John Mulaney, um, Nick Kroll, they play oh, like show. old, I, I guess they're old Jews in the They're thing? not, they're so not. they're what not, they? they're not. They're just Upper West Side old guys. And okay. they say, John Lee even says, he goes, he goes, we're neither Jewish nor women, but somehow we've become both. <laughs> As you get older, you just become both. And it's just really, I mean, it's so funny. And you can watch clips online too. But every night they have a guest oh, uh, really? for one of the scenes. They just bring out a guest and they don't tell you who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. They like they announce like right before. So I looked and they have had people and they've had uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Seth Rogen, Stephen wow. Colbert, all these people. I'm like, oh, I'm wondering who we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I think a couple of times maybe when they couldn't get someone, they've had like an audience member, which, you know, is fine too. Like mm-hmm. They make it fun. And our guest was Steve Martin. So Steve Mark, it was it was like shit. better than blew the other ones out of the water. Oh my like, god! Yeah, it was incredible. But again, live like they're actually filming it, and it's going to be on Netflix at oh, some point. Oh, cool! So yeah, you get to see it, and it's really funny. But seeing it live is like a totally different experience, especially Absolutely. with something like that because they do things, and there's like little screw ups, mm-hmm. but it kind of makes it all fun. It's all part of the part of the experience. Yeah, and especially when you have a different guest every night, seeing Steve Martin. That's, that's like a once, once in a lifetime kind of experience. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty crazy. So, um, and you know, made it through the hour and a half, and then went to the bathroom and felt great. Muzzle time. So it, it has a happy ending. <laughs> but uh, if you well, 
the show is now off, but I I think they'll bring it back maybe sometime, or maybe they'll, cool. they'll maybe they'll tour it in a different city, maybe mm-hmm. or in Washington or something. But use the bathroom beforehand. Yeah, and don't drink a uh, Starbucks like I did. Don't right. do that. That's that's bad. All right, um, that's your public service announcement. Yeah, so I think though in that, and I remember an experience. Back when I saw the producers on Broadway, sure. there was like a, it's the same type of thing where there was Matthew Broderick screwed up one of his lines and then they, and Nathan Lane made a joke about these people paid all this money to see it. <laughs> and it was one of, one of those things where it was just funny. And also the audience, if the audience is good, yeah. it makes it so much better. If like a New York audience gets Broadway, like yeah, it's yeah. like that New York audience where you don't get it in other places. Sure. And I don't know. I don't want to sound like you know. I don't. I don't want to make it sound like other places aren't good. But like, there's a, there's but a, they're shit. They're shit. They're certain. They suck. Well, I saw I saw <laughs> Avenue Q in Vegas once, and oh. I feel like people. It was such a funny show that the people in the audience didn't appreciate it as much as like the New York audience appreciates it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. I would just say that going to a live play or a live musical is yeah. just is a much better experience than like watching it like you were saying like on one of this like mm-hmm. watching it in the movie theater or even watching it on TV when they like do like the taping of it. Right. Yeah. It's funny cuz you you were saying where like they make a mistake or, or react a certain way. It made me think of while it's not like a super live event there was uh, a group of kids in high school they had to do we all had to do some sort of senior project and they ended up doing like it was a three man play if mm-hmm. you will and it was based on I, I don't know it was it was like a review of Shakespeare but done yeah. in like a, a, a like a comedy version mm-hmm. and one of the kids up there I guess he was playing like there was a scene where he was supposed to die mm-hmm. and at the same time not scheduled got a bloody nose oh, and no. so but he was able to play it off so well that we were everybody just cracking up and had yeah. no clue that it wasn't part of like the actual play so I thought like that that's like there's something about it being live that you wouldn't be able to get that. Nobody would have. That wouldn't have happened if that wasn't live. It wouldn't have happened. Well, I mean, it might have. It might have happened, but we wouldn't have known about it. Yeah, you don't get that. Yeah, you don't get that anywhere else. And I, I think that's definitely. It's, it's important to have those experiences. And and I'm not even someone who takes pictures and stuff. I just kind of like to remember it in mm-hmm. my own head. Yeah, and be able to tell a story about it. The last uh, the last Broadway show I saw was Waitress. Okay, and that was actually really, yeah. really good. That I think that might be one of the best uh, Broadway shows that I've seen. Great, yeah, definitely. Is that one still on? Or I... I think that is still on. Uh, what was it? Sarah Sarah Bareilles wrote the music for it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was really good. Like there was, I always end up seeing the show where one of the people is out and they have a stand-in. Yeah, I don't know why that. That's, that's happened that, to me that's the case. Too. It's happened with Waitress. It happened with Jersey Boys. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I wouldn't have known, I mm-hmm. honestly wouldn't have known because they're oh, so good. Yeah, they're always they're so good, and they there was a few moments. I think there there's something about that live aspect where they can add in pauses and this and that mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily have in a non live aspect. Where like there's just because they added that extra pause in that moment, mm-hmm. it made it so much funnier for everybody else that and maybe they wouldn't have had the audience to necessarily play off of. If it was like a movie kind of situation. Well, a great example of this is that I mentioned the producers before. Mm-hmm. And I I spoke to someone recently 
about this because they were talking about the producer's movie, mm-hmm. not the old one, new, the new musical yeah. one they did based off of, on the show. And they were saying like, you know, how bad it was and what a stupid idea. And I was like, yeah, but I'm like, the show itself was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the show was really funny. The movie stunk. Right. And, and it's weird that the same, like that it wouldn't translate, but it's because it's when something is made for the stage, you can't just take it and just move it and move it to the screen. Like you, you have to change things because there's a very different feel and it almost felt like they were overdoing it for the movie mm-hmm. and just didn't tra- And then they threw in some celebrities that we didn't need to be there. Right. And I remember even like certain lines in the show being so funny. And then in the movie I was like, Oh, that wasn't funny. And it's because of like pauses or like exaggerating something. And, yeah. and I just remember just people just like keeling over just like laughing so hard where <laughs> that didn't happen in the, in the movie. So I think that really is really true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever like, I, would you say you've seen more on Broadway or off Broadway shows? On Broadway. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm probably in that category. Have you ever seen the Blue Men Group? Yes. Well, those guys. Hey, of course I have. Cause this is, this is where we got the name of the podcast. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they're they're great, and I think that's like a great example of blending. It's a live event, and it blends like home music elements with the kind of acting that you would get in like a theater kind of element because yeah. they play these outrageous blue characters. Yeah, I, and again, when I went to see that, I didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. and I had I remember having such a great time. I went on a school trip. We went to see it. it was, okay, nice. Yeah, with like the music students. Yeah, we got to go. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. That's definitely cool. I remember not, not related to the blue man group at all, but it was something that I didn't expect. So mm-hmm. I'm going to use that as our, uh, segue. Yes. I saw back in the day, I was, it was the Billy Joel, Elton John duo concerts mm-hmm. back in the day. I was not that I'm, I'm not anymore, but I was a huge Billy Joel fan. I just mm-hmm. love Billy Joel. And I liked some of the Elton John songs, but I didn't, I wasn't as familiar with his catalog as I was for Billy Joel. So getting to see them live, I got to see Billy Joel, and I've seen him since. That He's he's amazing. I saw him a few years back at doing one of the, uh, the Madison Square Garden shows. Still got it. Still, mm-hmm. It's still incredible. So I got to see Billy Joel doing all, all my favorites, and that was great. And then I got to see Elton John perform. And I never saw, like, not that I ever saw Billy Joel before, but I, I got to see, like, oh, man, these are Elton John songs? These are great. And, yeah. like, it got me to really like Elton John way more, and I really dove into his catalog after that. And it was just, I guess maybe, would that be? No, it's not really an example of, of, of the what we said before where we go into and, and come out loving a, an act. But yeah. No, but, you know. Yeah, it was, I, I, it was unexpected, and I got really got something out of that. And I probably wouldn't have gotten the same feeling if I just listened to maybe his albums just alone. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And, you know, you know, talking about all these live shows and talking about Broadway and all, all this stuff is very expensive to do. And it's mm-hmm. not something, you know, I, I, I've been very lucky growing up that I had parents who wanted to take us to these things. And, you know, getting stuff when I buy tickets on my own, you know, I'm sitting far back and everything, but I'm still having a great time. But if you're someone who, you know, doesn't have the money to spend on all this stuff, which it's, again, it's really difficult. Yeah. Uh, there's things. There's other things you can do. I mean, you can go to even going to like um, you know community theater. Absolutely. You know, like and and seeing something good, or going to you know seeing a bar show or like yeah. something like those can be really good experiences. 
and something that, especially like for a band, mm -hmm. you might discover someone that maybe not many people know about. You know, you could be a hipster about it, <laughs> and and really enjoy, really enjoy it and get something out of it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like go to like find some open open mics and stuff like that. That open, if you if you that's don't, good, that's good yeah, too. If you don't yeah, really comedy. have the funds and you want to just go see right, like you want to see some comedians, you want to see some yeah. music. I mean, yeah, we great. didn't. Really, I mean, we didn't really talk about live comedy like no. li like like stand up. I mean, we talked about stand up before. Oh, hello is like a, mm -hmm. you know it's sketch comedy, but yeah, there's there's lots of options and lots of things people you can see, and also if you go to if you have some money to spend, like you can you know see him like I saw Matilda and sat far back and right. really enjoyed it still, mm -hmm. you know like I like being in the balcony. Yeah. Those are much cheaper than orchestra seats, definitely. And you can also there's there's rush tickets if you want, you know mm -hmm. you go. What I'm saying is there's options, yeah. And if you don't have a lot of money to spend, but I think if you if you want to spend just a little bit, I think the experience is really worth it. Absolutely, um, it's definitely. I think that's that's the key to all live events. It's it's you get a much better experience or a much more unique experience. I don't know if I could say better, but you get a much more unique experience in a live setting mm -hmm. than you do, like you were saying, watching a movie or watching something on TV yeah. or listening to something through headphones. Yeah, and if you want, take you know, you take pictures or videos or whatever you want, but. I personally don't do that because I just mm -hmm. want to be in the experience. I don't need to put it online and tell people about yeah. it. Like it's it's for me. It's not really for anyone else. Essentially, we're saying you guys should come view us live. Yeah, come. Yeah, come, come listen to us do this podcast live. Yeah, come come hang That's out. It's an event. Come hang out and watch me complain about social media. Yeah. <laughs> What's the uh, the craziest kind of live event that you've been to? Oh, um, I would say the craziest was probably when I saw Of Montreal back in, mm. um, what year was that? What year was that? That was 2008. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Wow. Okay. So that was seven years, uh, that was nine years ago. Jeez. Oh my God. Um, math is scary. Nine years ago today, not, not, not today in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I am really bombing this story. Okay. <laughs> the year was 2008, and I was a mere 19 years old, right? Yeah, I was 19. And, uh, yeah, it was just the theatrics of the show were crazy. I remember a lot, a couple things I don't want to mention, but one, he did come out riding a real white horse. Oh. And was naked. Okay. So that was, that, that happened. Yeah, um, that happened. And I just remember, you know, it was a fun show. People were dancing. It was like great. It was just everyone was having a great time. <laughs> there were certainly a lot of people on lots of drugs. Not myself, but lots of people. Lots of people. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just, I just remember, I think the white horse was really what brought it home. And that was like a big <laughs> deal because you don't really, you don't expect to see that. No. Um, and and then he, oh yeah. And at one point, so when I say he, I'm talking about the lead singer. He covered himself in like a, he had in shaving cream like his entire body and then like jumped out to the audience oh and then they ended the show with a cover of smells like teen spirit <laughs> it was wild <laughs> to say the least but it's it is definitely my favorite show my my favorite live music event i've ever been to just okay. because of how crazy it was and it was just such a fun again a fun experience that i can remember re really well and i have no photographs to show for mm -hmm. nothing but i remember it really well All and right. it was a mere 9 years ago <laughs> excellent yeah have about yourself
The craziest thing I invented I probably I was at would be WrestleMania 20. Oh, yeah. I used to be huge into wrestling when I was younger. Yeah, me too. I think I've been to a total of three, including WrestleMania. Uh, I've been to like a, a Raw event, mm-hmm. and I went with uh, my brother, a neighbor kid, and his dad to a WCW match. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. WCW. I remember that. And then, so the I ended up go, getting to go to WrestleMania 20. I was like really into it, and my uncle somehow got tickets through somebody that he knew. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Maybe the CIA. Maybe. Who knows? But it was absolutely insane. It was it was WrestleMania 20, so 20 the I believe it was in WrestleMania 1 was at Madison Square Garden. So it was like a big deal that WrestleMania 20 was at Madison Square Garden as well. Yeah. And it was just this huge crazy event. Like the pyro and everything, and just the just the ridiculousness of the, all the storylines. I think somebody there was like a shaving match where these two females, these two like um, women wrestlers, were fighting, and whoever lost had to have her head shaved. It, it was like the return of the Undertaker after like quote unquote Kane killed him or whatever. Yeah. It was that whole like mess. I believe this was in two thousand. Yeah. So yeah, that was just, I remember that just being an absolute crazy, crazy event. I can imagine. I mean, I I used to watch that stuff on TV and just see those and see people in the stands and be like, oh my God, what is happening here? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so crazy. That was good times. But that, but that, I mean, I feel like that's an example of something that you got to, being there live has got to be just so crazy and fun. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, you're going to have an amazing time. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think I think we covered everything we wanted to cover, right? Yeah. You know, and just keep, you know, find live stuff to go to, anything. You know, you might be surprised at what you like. Yeah. You know, go to WrestleMania. Yeah, go to <laughs> go to WrestleMania. Try out new things. See go, the Blue Man Group. Go, go to WrestleMania and then go see the Blue Man Group right after. Exactly. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, shit. The cops are after us. We have to go. (laughs) (laughs) Peace.